1: Well, welcome. Hope everyone's having a great week. The Sustainable Success Way, again, just another beautiful day. It just seems like every Thursday it's sunny on the the day that we have the show. I love it. Can't get any better than that. And we hope it's the same for you wherever you are. Again, we're going through some challenging times, as we've been talking about here on Sustainable Success each week. But what we, we do here is we try to focus on what the positive is. What can we be doing now to make improvements with ourselves Impacting others, making a difference in our world, and also ways to increase our business during these difficult periods. And again, we each and every week we bring uh, you know different experts in to share their wisdom and knowledge in helping you to take your business and personal life to another level. Those that are new to Sustainable Success, obviously you found us here on the Voice American Fluence channel. You could also find us on iTunes and Spotify. Again, we'd love to have your review and your feedback. Uh, feel free to visit there. And then also our Facebook page at Sustainable Success 2017. Again, any of those places you can find uh, the the episodes that we've had in the past with many of our great guests that we have on. So there is just a wealth of knowledge and wisdom at your fingertips to plug into at any time on demand to get what you require to do what you do best and why you do best in your business and personal life. Uh, Today's show is being brought to you by LinkedIn Expert. Again, so you've got to ask yourself if you're looking to scale your business and simplify your life, you know, again, why not tap into experts that are sharing their knowledge and information just like you have here. And if you'd like to learn more about LinkedIn Expert or Link2Expert, excuse me, you'll be able to find out more information by going to their website at link2, that's L-I-K-T-O, expert.com. That's link2expert, and then you can send an email to them at info at 2 expertcom or call 727-791-7338. Uh, if you reach out to them, just tell them you came via Sustainable Success as they may be able to work with you on some things to help you and what's important to you. So, again, check them out. Uh, today's show, again, we got a great show, and, it, and it's a perfect timing, obviously, as we're going through... COVID-19 and still dealing with the remnants and who knows if it's going to come back and all of the above. But nonetheless, we need to really, you know, be able to get a understanding of getting clear and how we can thrive in this COVID-19 world. And that's going to be the title of today's show. You know, you know, corporate and business leaders are experiencing difficulty choosing the next best steps to take and thrive during this uncertain time. And if you, you know, maybe you're probably struggling with such things as employee turnover, temporary uh, furloughed employees, finding work elsewhere. You might also be grappling with uncomfortable conversations with your spouse and family when they ask you questions you don't have answers for. But the good news is there, there's ways to address these realities, get clear, and begin to thrive in this uncertain world and what we'll be discussing on today's show. And today's show, we're going to be uh, listening to uh, an expert in this area. She and I know her personally as we're both uh, EBC or Evolutionary Business Council members. Her name is Dr. Yolwin Pierre. And before I introduce you, I want to give you a background about her. So Dr. Yalwin is a founder and CEO of Embracing Freedom Global, connects you to your freedom. So you embrace it and to your best life. So you live it now. She is originally from Trinidad and Tobago and currently lives in Chicago. For the past 25 years after graduating from Columbia University with an MBA and doctorate, she has worked globally with high achievers in stress-filled and crisis situations. She has helped C-level executives, established entrepreneurs and top influencers disrupt old patterns making significant and even radical changes that take them to an entirely different level of efficiency and effectiveness. In making massive leaderships and transformational change, they get to enjoy authentic success and relish in their new and renewed value in sustainability. They refer to her as the positive disruptor and secret weapon. And without further ado, we d- welcome Dr. Yolwin to the show. Dr. Yolwin, how are you doing today?
2: I am fantastic. I'm grateful to be here, and thank you for being so generous in int- in your introduction.
1: Oh, absolutely. You and I have had some great conversations, you know, us being members of the Evolutionary Business Council. And, you know, and I was so looking forward to having you on because, I mean, this is such a difficult period for business leaders right now, you know, with all the uncertainty. And, you know, there are a lot of leaders out there right now that, you know, maybe they have the answers, but, you know, they still need some assurance or some looking for, you know, inside, you know, uh, wisdom that, you know, could help change their direction of where they're going. You know, before we start, let's kind of like talk about, you know, what the, you know, with this situation, what would just be the general consensus of what, what people are feeling right now during this time as business leaders in their organizations?
2: They are feeling scared. They are feeling scared and they're feeling as if they are drowning because the way in which information is coming at them It's not consistent in terms of content. So there are so many different perspectives. They are not sure what to believe, what's true, what's not true. Yet the expectation from them is to to deliver growth and success to their company and to empower their people so that they are effective and they are productive so everybody could win. And what we don't realize that they're human beings also. And they are scared. And it is nothing to be ashamed about. But what they do because of the expectation is that they, are, they, they, many of them come across as if they are not scared. And so they carry that inner burden with them also.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and, and a lot of this stuff, you know, with what's going on, I mean, in terms of this fear, do, do you feel that a lot of times... Dr. Yowin, that, that people get caught up in the things that they can't control versus the things they can?
2: Yes, and uh, unfortunately, that happens to be a way of life. And yeah. now with the pandemic, it complicates it much more because there's too much, too much out there that they cannot control. There's too much out there that does not make sense to them. And it is changing at such a fast pace is how do they get their priorities straight? What do they do first? What do they do next? And and what is very interesting is that every day there's something new. Something has changed. Things have got worse. And therefore, they are dealing with all of that, and they are still being held accountable to the growth and profits of their company.
1: No matter what. In terms of, like I said, like I mean, you know, and especially now with people are, you know, still working remotely, and many, and for you know, a lot of these people, this was the first time that they were working remote. You know, you know, for the first, you know, they've always had to go into into work every day, but over the last three, four months now, whatever it's been now, I can't, I can't even keep track of time. That you know, they've been working remote. So, with that being said, you know, what are some of the things like you know, like. With, with with you know communicating this to other people, do you finding that there's an issue right now in this crisis mode of like how to be more transparent and vulnerable, and you know and sharing you know this information on ways that they can they can handle and find solutions in this trying time.
2: I think that I want us to go back a bit. Is that the expectation from our leaders, or leaders like us, is that Sometimes we don't realize that they, our employees feel like robots and that they, uh, they also are feeling and they also are human. And I'm going to talk about things that people are sensitive, feel sensitive to talk about because it needs to be addressed. Is that okay with you?
1: Absolutely.
2: Okay. So what happens now with the social distancing and they're undergoing just as what everybody's undergoing. It is not enough to treat them like robots. They are, we are all feeling more than we are accustomed feeling. And therefore, how do we treat them as human beings deserving our respect and sensitivity to the situations that are happening? So for instance, with social distancing, you know, I've had an experience where what was happening is that they would meet with their employees or other leaders and they would say, hi, how are you doing? How is everything? And they move directly into work. There might be a better way of doing that is recognizing that people are going through challenges and just take a few minutes. It's like, um, you know, Chris, how are you doing? Or whatever it is, what's happening? Are there any people with challenges that they see that's inhibiting them from being effective at work? I can remember being on one call where, when that was asked. Someone said, I just lost my mother yesterday and Mm -hmm. I am really having a difficult time. And what was so very moving and helpful for that person is that the boss cared enough and everybody supported that individual. And the tenor of the group changed because they felt they were cared for. The productivity of the group went up. Because they said, there is somebody there that cares for me. And therefore, as a result, I also have to care for them. Yeah, it it makes sense. um, Okay. Oh, go
1: ahead, Dr. Altman. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you.
2: And the thing about it is during uncertain times like these, with things changing, it's about us. Not about I. It's about us. How we can all win. And we had an example of the um, prime minister from, from New Zealand having such really great results because what she did, she even dressed differently like the typical um, citizen. And it was about, let's see how we could win. Let's see how we could do. And she was very, very clear on the information she gave them. It wasn't only about the country, but it was about them. And they banded together with her because we are all in this together. Let's do it. And that's the kind of tenor and and, and tone that is important. We as leaders set.
1: I, I, I agree so much. I think you know this has been a, a a time where you know we began to you know really understand that you know you know we have to respect each other and respect people. That it's about you know empathy, kindness, and compassion. And, you know, and and that we, it is we, it's not an I thing that we have to collaborate, not compete with one another. Do you see like this, this, this COVID-19 situation or whatever, even if it were something else, I mean, just a major shift that affects everyone as a blessing in a way that, you know, can eventually bring people together, especially here with companies, even though they're going through a difficult time and things may be, you know, you know, business may be down because obviously it's affecting everyone. But in a way that this could be a good thing that the kind of kind of you have to sometimes tear things down to build things back up. Do you see this as uh, you know, a good thing for companies and business leaders to grow and change the way they deal with people and their clients? I think that your,
2: your, your shareholders and, um, and your yeah. board members. I'm not seeing it as a good thing.
0: No, yeah, I but don't what think that they do.
2: But what it is is that you have to recognize the good, the bad, and the ugly. I think sometimes what we do, we talk about one thing, not in the context of the whole. And therefore, it is very difficult for people to see the good. But when we look at it as the whole, okay... Look what is happening. We are being more human. We are being much more sensitive. We are talking to our spouses much more. We are seeing our children much more. <laughs> you know, and, and make it seem like a balance because when you're dealing with uncertainty, it's imbalance. So how could we bring it back into some kind of balance where there is hope? For me, what I have found with working with my clients is amazing how they are unfolding into very powerful leaders, more powerful leaders, and really recognizing what's priority. You know, yes, we have to look at the supply chain and we have to look at our profits and all that. But you know, when certain things change because it is our, our employees are our greatest asset, and when we embolden them, and, you know, as someone said, it is not what you do, but it's how you make people feel. And you get a real powerful response. For those, in, for those people that I work with, leaders that I work with, is amazing when their employees and their team see them as more human and vulnerable. And pulling that team together that is about we, and we are going to succeed no matter what. Now they begin to really see, you know something, it's the pandemic, but look at how we are growing. Look at the kinds of things that we were dealing with, that we were struggling with. Look at it, look what we are producing, much more than we have ever produced. And then take time to identify, as the, for the group, what kinds of changes that have taken place. That has, has allowed us to do better. Because even though things have made, some things have changed for the positive, if you don't recognize it, it is just as if it did not happen. So take that time to talk about the positive. Take that time to talk about what we are going through. And also take that time to be clear on what we need to achieve and be clear about the barriers that in our in our way. And seek answers from your team. It may not be the answers but, that you want. But you can always elicit or take some little minute something and elaborate on them. Because what happens, is empowers them. Oh my gosh. That was important. I said it. I did it. And then they are motivated to give more and give more and give more. And that's what I am seeing that's happening with my, with my, um, the leaders that I work with. And what's even more, in, even more interesting is that they thought they had lost their position in the driver's seat of their life with such level of uncertainty. And they get to learn how to resume that position and not have COVID take their place. In the driver's seat of their life, and when the team see it, it not only helps them at work, but it also helps them at home, with family, mm-hmm. with friends, etc.
1: Yeah, it's so important. I want to spend a little time on where you left because we have a couple minutes left to the break. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, you're so spot on. I mean, again, you know that it. it this is a we. Uh, you know, a re a wee way of thinking and a wee way of getting things done. And I love the fact that companies are now seeing the bigger picture and, and, you know, mm-hmm. and being able to manage, you know, what shareholders are looking for as well as knowing that, you know, that sustainable success long-term is going to depend upon not only the, you know, the, you know, the, the AI and the automation they have in place, but really again, the people that are, you know, that, that are willing to do more when they feel related to and understood and this has been a time where people can do that. And, and, you know, for maybe for the first time, people do feel related to and understood where they haven't before. So, so important. Um, so, and thank a, you for another.
2: In, another interesting thing, though, is that now for 21st century leaders, there's an expectation that we lead others more. But one of the things that we have to do as leaders ourselves, we have to first lead ourselves. And now, leading ourselves, self-leadership, and now we're getting good, we're in an environment where we're getting good practice for that.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely, so, so key. Well, we got, I want to talk to you, I got a lot of questions that we're going to ask right, right after the break, and this is uh, some really great information that that you have shared here, and you know, again, listeners. You know yeah, you, all the information that you hear, Dr. Alvin's sharing. Uh, we're going to be this could be available later today on demand. So any of you that have joined in here, you know, halfway through the discussion, uh, she has laid down some critical points here in terms of you know getting clear and thriving in this COVID world, and it's not just COVID. This is can be anything. There could be a lot of different things that business leaders are going through in their companies of all sizes. So we got more to come. We got to go to break, and we'll be right back.
0: Again, that's 1 866 472 5795, or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to sustainable success.
1: Well, welcome back. We're here again. We're talking about uh, getting clear and thriving in this COVID 19 world. Again, you're listening to Dr. Ulwin. Uh, Pierre, she's the founder and CEO of Embracing Freedom Global. Again, she is an expert in working with C-suite and business leaders around the world in regards to the area that we're talking about today and a lot more business leadership and so forth. So, Dr. Owen, we we had left off when we had talked about, you know, that prior to COVID, you know, a lot of companies were really investing a lot of their you know, their attention to, you know, AI and automation. I mean, that nothing, that's nothing new, but, you know, and then all of a sudden COVID hits and things come to a halt for the most part. And then some businesses were able to pick up and on some level, but it became a reality that, that, you know, people are always going to be the missing piece to the equation, like that they're the most critical part can we talk about again how companies now need to really start really emphasizing that even more so that that it's not that it takes, you know, issues like this or these periods of time where we go through like, you know, uh, setbacks like this where we can emphasize people. But it's got to be on an ongoing basis that we can't just forget and go back to the things that we were doing before. Talk about the importance of companies, you know, and business leaders continuing to really invest in their people.
2: Okay, when you said that, it reminded me about something that Mark Twain said. He said, the, uh, the two most important days of your life is the day you were born and the day you find out why. The, the why is your purpose. You could look at it as your North Star. And many of us, we don't even give credence to that. And what is happening now in, in helping deal with this um, pandemic, is letting your north star guide you instead of the pandemic guiding you. With the north star, with your north star guiding you, what it is? Why are you here? What do you want to achieve? What what do you? What legacy do you want to live and lead? Those kinds of questions being asked, and you have that direct you then you know that you're on a path that will get you to where you want to be. And the COVID is just something that's happening that you need to deal with. So it does not take over your life. Does that make sense?
1: It makes total sense. Again, it's coming It's okay. no. back to the things that you can control versus the things you can't. We we get frustrated and angry and and. And, you know, in, in getting caught up in the things we can't control rather than focusing on what we can in, in the present moment.
2: Yes. Now, many people ask me, so what is the solution? Is there a fix? And I, I want to say that I happily say, no, there's no specific fix, but there isn't. Because within uncertainty and things changing that fast, we have to get clear first on an understanding about what is. We are bombarded, for this particular one, in America, we are bombarded with a lot of information. We don't know, we we be questioning what's true, what's not true, what we know, what we don't know, what we're not sure about. So instead of us being able to see clearly through certain paths, everything is coming to us and bombarding us. What I find that helps in any kind of situation is to begin to put things in buckets. So you end up with, for the most, four buckets that you have to deal with. So you can begin to, you now become in charge of this information you're getting. You become in charge of your decision-making. You now begin to see more clearly so you can make decisions in terms of priorities. Connected to what outcomes you need to achieve. So here are are some of them. I'll start with three. What you know is true, and what you know that you know is true. And the reason for that, that helps you begin from a point of clarity. At least there's something that you could point to. I'm clear about this. Then you go to what you don't know. And in this way, people feel uncomfortable doing it because they have to be honest with themselves and they have to be vulnerable. People, you know, um, because it's like, I'm supposed as a leader to know everything. And now you mean you ask me what I don't know? So we need to do that. And then what we are not sure about. Now, I want to tie those three together. When you know, what you know, you are now looking at your buckets of don't know and unsure from a different perspective. And during this process, some of the things you think you did know, don't know, you realize you know it. Because there's not that kind of level of fear and questioning of yourself and your effectiveness and your power and your resiliency. There isn't all those questions and tears around that. So therefore, the don't know button bucket has shrunk. And what you're not sure, use the same process because that would shrink because you'll realize many of the things you think you're not sure of, you are. What that Mm. does, as things go from the don't know button and from the not sure button into the, yes, I know that I know that I know, your level of confidence raises. You begin to be getting back to that best you, who has, um, you know, ridden many tides and rocky and, and gone through rocky road, and not only survived but have thrived. So that memory comes back, and then you all and you go again and you look now in the don't know button and the not sure button, and then you look at the things from those two buckets, not buttons those two buckets and you ask yourself what are those things that i can't deal that i that i have no way i could deal with them like you don't know when the pandemic is going to end you know that you can't find a vaccine so let's remove those things and get it out of our sphere of reference be aware of them but don't have them influence us because we know that we can't do anything about it So now here's how you're going through life. With a bucket that's huge about what you know, there's a bucket of the things that you don't know and you know you don't know. And the things that you're not sure about, you also know that. And for those two last buckets, you reach out for help. Now, how do you reach out for help? It's not to reach out from the person with the more glittering gadget or gadget, you have to take your time and find out and understand who are these people you should be reaching out to. How can they help you understand very clearly where you want to be and hold them accountable for results, not for programs, but for results, measurable results. That is very important because you do not want to complicate your life with failures or things you become more uncertain of or anything. You share the outcomes you want. So now they know if they accept the assignment, what you expect of them. Mm. What happens there? Now you're operating from a realm where you could, you, 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 there, there, there's hope. There's clarity. Um, There is, um, you feel much more confident in self. And you don't have to juggle all these different multiple priorities that may not be important to what you're doing. You feel good about yourself. Your communication skills begin to increase because you have confidence about you and you've seen a light at the end of the tunnel and it's not a train coming because now you know you have the right help you know where you are, and you're not drowning in all of this information that's confusing you. You know what you know. You know what you're not sure about. You know what you um, don't know. And then you have this thing out there that's no longer bothering you. There's, there are things you can't do anything about, and there, but you need to be mindful about what, what's going on there but you're not responsible for that. So for me, what I find with solutions, I wouldn't say that, look, this is a solution, but this is a very powerful way for you to begin your journey to growth and success. Your starting point in an uncertain world, and at this level of uncertainty, is making sure that you have a strong foundation from which to operate. You have the confidence in you and you have the confidence in the people you reach out to. Your relationship at home will change because you're not going to be at coming home as, as the grumpy you. You're coming home also sharing what you have learned. So you change the dynamics of the family and you now you begin to having it being unfolding in a much more positive way.
1: Mm. You know, based upon what you said, and correct me if I'm wrong. The it sounds like what you you've stated. And it, that is so powerful that it's really about creating an interdependent environment for people to connect, communicate, to shift from folk, you know, dwelling on problems to solving problems. It's not who is you know who came up with the idea. It's not. You know, I'm right. You're wrong. It's kind of like, you know, what's going to work collectively for everyone or the company to to solve what we can. And okay. you know, with yeah. So you know, again, you know, I think I, I I that when you said that, like that 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 interdependency stood out for me. Like that's interdependent okay. behavior. That's interdependent. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: No, no, no. That's the outcome of this process. Yeah. Yep. The natural outcome of this process because now you're not taking, being confused with so many various things, protecting yourself, hiding to not, to not let people know that you're, you're afraid. It's all out there. We are doing it. And now we come together is watching it for us and making sure as a leader that your team knows we are all going to win. Not only you winning, so it's interdependent. We are supportive of each other because this is the game at the moment that we are playing, and it's important.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is something, again, you know, listeners that are listening and those that you know can benefit that you could share this episode with. This is some powerful information that Dr. Yalwin is sharing here. You know, again, you know, you know, everyone's situation is going to be you know it could be different even though we're all dealing with the same major issue right now but nonetheless these are some this is some powerful information to provide a framework of some of the things that you can be doing right now what are you know give if you can illustrate Dr. Owen, because we have about 4 minutes to the break you know if there's maybe an example you could share where like you know with like I don't know if there's somebody you've worked with recently or, you know, again, you know, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to name any names or anything, like that, but just something that can mm-hmm. really drive that point home.
2: Yeah. I will share an example, but I'll share it from um, the perspective of the leader and not getting into all the systems and processes of that, the company that is perfect. and that type of thing, okay? That's so now, great. Now, one of my clients, uh, uh, yes, one of my clients, a C-suite executive, he was being bombarded with all different information. And he had, it was, he felt the expectation that he had to know everything. He had to give not only an answer, but he had to give the right answer. And then where it got worse is that when he went home, he didn't only have to answer questions, but what it is they expected him to know everything, even in areas that he's not an expert in. So what happened? He went through this process. And we had to, we had to um, talk about, now, what do you believe your role is? And it was amazing, the assumptions that, are be, that were being made, is that I have to do it right. I cannot make a mistake. I cannot let people know that I don't know. I cannot let people know that I'm afraid. Those types of things, because then the, 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 the um, status and prestige and all that, that, it, that he had developed... It will be shaken up. And the thing about it, and this is important, and I want people to listen to this, it was that um, who he is and what he did was one. So he felt if he made a mistake in what he did, it would affect who he is. That is very important to know. Those two things should be separate, but society has trained us to have it as one. And then with these kinds of situations, it really put us in a bang. But let me finish with the story. Anyway, sure. so what happened is that he learned about communicating logically, about sharing. I don't know, but another thing is that he sought information from his team. So what do you think? I want to hear from you because you, you are a, you know, a very creative person and you can help us here. You're building self-esteem. You're building esteem in the other people. And then what happened is that the team learned how to communicate, even though there are uncertainties and it is okay to say, I don't know. And that's not a negative response. That is an honest response. And what they found is that the way they were communicating became efficient. And what it did It changed them into a new way Of thinking and Processing Because there were what Three buckets and one they didn't have to Deal with and also Two They um, They took time To celebrate each other like so if Somebody says something and like that was way off They spoke to it, But they did not shame that person and the more empowering thing is that with that new way of thinking, it caught on at home. So they were having a ripple effect, not only at work, but at home. They became more effective in leading the, um, the team yep. and the ripple effect that was happening on the team and the ripple effect from the team to others.
0: Got they saw
2: predict- product- productivity yep. levels increase and the quality of work increase. And they were all able to celebrate it with no one saying, "Well, you know, I did more, yep. or I yep. did this, and I did that." It was a team winning, and that's important.
1: No, uh, very, very important. This is powerful information. Again, uh, we got to go to break, but you know, again, I would like everyone listening to really go back to the on-demand version today to really okay. listen to that and that. That uh, you know that uh, case study that Dr. Olwin shared it just really drives the point home here in the second segment of today's show. We got to go to break, but we'll be right back. We got more to come with Dr. Ullwyn.
0: What is balance? Again, that's 1-866-472-5795, or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Well, welcome back. Again, we're talking about getting clear and thriving in the COVID-19 world. Again, we're talking with Dr. Alwyn-Pierre. Uh, again, our show is being brought to you today by Link2Expert. To again, you can find out more information about uh, Link2Expert at Link2Expert.com, or you could uh, send an email to them at infolink 2 expertcom Again, if you are serious about scaling your business and simplifying your life, this is uh, a resource that provides a wealth of information for leading experts, thought leaders, that you can find out more information of how they can help you. Mention sustainable success and they will be able to help you in ways that will help you to steer you in the right direction. Get in contact with them at again link to expert at infolinktoexpert at dot com, their email. So Dr. Owen, you know, you have shared just a wealth of information here today and I can't wait to listen to this show again on, on demand because you you just there was so much great information for business leaders here. What I'd like to kind of use is I want to get make this kind of what put this back on to you because of all that you do. I would like the listeners to know kind of why, you know, this area of expertise that you share in, you know, why you do what you do. What what compelled you to get into this area and really work with business leaders and companies to really help them see the bigger picture, the sustainable success way.
2: Okay. That, okay. The question you asked me reminds me of Mark Twain again, that about the two most important days of your life, are the, you know, are the day you were born and the day you found out why. And I found out why around the age of six or seven. Why am I here? And that was really a really profound experience for me. You know, I had the opportunity to... Um, my father was, was in government, and he was one of the leaders in government, and he was well respected, and people would come to visit him at the home of our home to get help and um, to get assistance if they, with whatever challenges that they, they were having. And I would see people, you know, they would ring the bell. That bell has a significance. And I would see them pushing the gate open, coming in. And what I saw was their pain. What I saw was their tears, their backs crunched, their gait. And then I not only saw their pain, I heard it because when they were walking up the steps to meet my father. And he said, how are you doing? A barrage of information they were communicating about the pains and their situation. And what was happening, I felt as a little girl, people should not have to go through that pain. I felt that pain and it did not feel good. And then what happened is that my father greeted them warmly, reassured them, you know, that things are going to be okay. And then the door was closed, and there was nothing else for, for, you know, a while. And then I heard the door open, and I heard laughter. And I wondered, laughter? From what I just saw, what is happening? What happened in that gap that I did not know about? Because in a short period of time, there was transformation, And when I saw it happen again and again and again, in my convoluted child's mind, I thought my father did magic. And therefore, I was going to do that magic because I liked the results. I didn't like the pain, and I liked the results. So what it is, I continued being very nosy, and every time anybody came to see him, I was at the window assessing the situation and assessing the situation after now, what was also very interesting, I would hear uh, um, my father on the phone giving advice. So I was more perplexed because he didn't see the people. He wasn't seeing the people. But I'm hearing him giving advice and reassuring them. And uh, then, um, you know, my mother, my mother would say to him, are they okay? And she said, yes, 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 they're okay, they're okay. So that reinforced that, you know, that magic, I'm going to create my magic and I am going to do this. But it's like my soul was enveloped with pain, but hope, if you, if, if that makes sense.
1: That makes sense, and absolutely. Felt,
2: and I felt I was committed that no one should suffer this way. And since I know that there's a solution, it's up to me to find that solution. I was going to create my own magic. So I did not know what that was. So what I did is that I looked at the leaders and the skills and qualities that they exhibited. And I followed that path. When I went to university, I did not choose a particular program. I chose a program that would have the skills that I need to be that person that could develop my magic. And then, um, what happened is that I felt one of the things that my father greeted me—well, not greet—greeted me when I left with words of wisdom when I left Trinidad was, uh, "You have a responsibility to be the change that you want to see in yourself and in the world, and that you have had a very strong upbringing." Build on that and do something. Live your legacy and leave your legacy for someone else so their, their lives would be better. So what I did, or oh, another thing he says, the only way you know is if you teach. So I taught in a school where they labeled the students unteachable. And what was very interesting, I knew that there is a solution. That was one of the most difficult times of my life. But my students did very well. Some went to two-year colleges, etc. So now I am emboldened, okay, now not only to change a small area, but to change the world. And I developed my magic, and I called it Unomics. It's about you, the human being, being fully human, having economic impact, and tapping to the economy of you, because what we don't realize is that we were born with every single thing we need. But we have been socialized to look at the externals and put priority over that instead of putting priority with the genius and the true wealth that is within us. So I tapped into that, and it was a good thing because after I graduated with my doctorate and MBA, I got into a very bad um, accident, and I, and I had brain damage, and the... And the um, And the doctors gave up on me and told me that the most I would be operating as a high school kid. But you know what I had to rely on? My why. Why am Mm -hmm. I here? here? That was my focus. My North Star was my focus. And I used my magic eunomics to guide me through that process, to get to that place the way I am now. So, I'm just that that's a good example of the power of when you know your why and what you committed to do to achieve it.
1: Yeah. So after and, that, you know,
2: for the past. Go, oh, go ahead.
1: ahead. Sorry. Sorry, Dr. Owen. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: So, after that, for the past um, 25 years, I have been working globally with um, world leaders, C Street and senior executives, um, ambassadors, etc. these top level leaders. And I was working in the private arena. I was are sent to work with them all over the world. And they you know them, you see them on TV. But one of the things, they were good in the tech part of it. They were good in the systems part of it. But they didn't look at that part of themselves that was so powerful that had everything they need. So we went through that transformation. And it's amazing the consistent, unprecedented results that they achieved. And they went on. And when you have that kind of transformation... You become more socially conscious. So they went on to have powerful impact in their communities, you know, in their, at their homes. And, and, and it's amazing the kinds of careers that they shaped for them. So now after that, I felt um, that I needed to make a bigger impact. So I left the private arena and I moved into the public arena where I could have a more profound impact because I had tested my, my magic. My genomics it worked no matter what for 25 years. So now I am here launching a global movement so everyone could have access to this information and be empowered so that we could all live the life that we were born to live. We weren't born to live in, in all this pain and all this agony and all this strife. And when we know that and we have a direction and we understand how to do it, it's difficult. And I like to say, it, and, but based on the economics, it is, easy, it is simple, but not easy. But you know you're going to get there. I guarantee my clients um, uh, making sure that they get the results. Uh, clarity, I, I guarantee them that they will get the results. As long as they do the work and follow my guidance. And that has happened consistently for thousands of people. So that's where I am. I am anchored in being the change I want to see in the world. I'm anchored in living my best life. And I'm anchored in living my why. Because what it does, it, pre- it prevents me when I'm looking at that North Star, it prevents me from falling into the potholes. It prevents me from not being committed to something. That don't matter what the pandemic or anything, I don't give the pandemic priority because it is not going to take my seat in the driver it take my place in the driver's seat of my life. I am going to be there. That's where I belong. So anyway, so that's why I do what I do and I am so driven to do it. No matter what. And that started from age seven and I'm still here at age
1: Whatever. <laughs> well, well, you are. I don't care. You, your, your wisdom will last a life, a lifetime, to my, my opinion. So, it, it, I can't thank you enough for everything that you've shared with us today, and those business leaders that have been listening that, and also w- will be listening later, uh, for those that listen on demand. I do want to let the listeners know, and those later, uh, you know, how can they get in contact with you, Dr. Owen? And then something also, I know you want to provide them.
2: Yes, they could contact me at um, we we win with no, not we win. I'm sorry, I got it wrong. Let let me repeat it. Win with Dr. Ulwin U L W Y N. Win with Dr. Ulwin at embracingfreedomglobal.com. Could you place it in your Yes, I will. Chris, we will so do that. that. It. Again,
1: it's win with Dr. Alwyn at embracingfreedomglobal.com. We will put that in the on-demand notes mm-hmm. uh, later, uh, later today and tomorrow as well. Yes.
2: Okay. And I have, okay. some, I have a special gifts for your audience because you know, your theme is sustainable success. Yep. And what I shared with the buckets and that type of thing I want them to be able to have practice for themselves. And what I am going to do is that I, and I customize it for them within the context of sustainable success and they being in the driver's seat of their life. And one of the things that I have learned is that people do not like unsolicited advice. Yes. So what I, they would have to request the free self-discovery assessment then I'm making it available to them, and it's designed especially for them. And they will get the... um, And then they will get a special message from me when I send the assessment because I have a surprise for them, a really, really great surprise for them. But they have to act first, request it, complete it to the best of their ability because the better the information that you give me,
1: the better results you're going to get. Absolutely. And, and
2: we, um, so, that is my gift to them.
1: Well, thank you, Dr. Alwyn. We'll make sure that we put out that link to get in contact with you. So make sure you reach out to do the discovery with her and uh, take advantage of this. She has shared a wealth of information. We have to get going right now. But again, we want to thank you, guests, or Dr. Alwyn, number one, again, for being with us. And, guests, we thank you each and every week for joining us. And we'll see you